Amen. Everybody love the Lord. Say amen. Good to have you this morning. God bless each and every one of you. I want you to turn in your Bible. Uh, let's begin, uh, oh gosh, in uh, Acts. Go to Acts. Just hold your place there. We'll be there momentarily. Uh, and as you're turning, let me say to you before I begin this message, uh, Thursday is National Day of Prayer. I'll be in Mexico uh, but I want to encourage you not only on Thursday to pray for your nation and pray for your church and just pray God would bless America. How many of you know God wants to bless America? Amen. Uh, in fact, if you'd like to join church leaders and other lay leaders and people uh, on uh, Thursday at noon at City Hall, on the steps of City Hall, the front area there, uh, if you're downtown in that area, just go by and join with them in prayer. Uh, a lot of great pastors and church leaders will be there this Thursday, the National Day of Prayer. I want to encourage you to pray and seek the Lord for our nation. And let's trust God. There's a lot going on in our nation that needs the hand of God extended into our midst. There's a lot of conflict and controversy, trouble in our land. Uh, and so we need to pray. How many of you know prayer changes things? Amen. And so we trust God that you will do that. Uh, let's pray together as we begin our, our message this morning, continuing the series, Doomsday Preppers, Preparing Your Life and Family for the End of Days. Let's pray and ask God to speak to us today. Lord, as we have postured ourselves this morning, we ask you to speak to us. And Lord, we want to be receptive. We open our hearts to take a hold of and grasp and to receive what you have for us to receive today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... Amen. Well, as you know, we've been, uh, in fact, this is number six. This is the sixth, uh, the sixth message on this series. And really the picture in the title is just a hook to maybe get you curious. Uh, and uh, it's not about gas masks and, and stocks of food and, and guns and ammo. You can do all those things if you want. My responsibility, I'm a doctor of the soul, if you will, and a, and a pastor to get you spiritually prepared for the days not that are coming, but the days that we are involved in right now, because we've already learned we are living in the last days. Everyone say last days. In fact, next week, I want to encourage you to be here next week because we're going to be looking at Second Peter chapter 3, where Peter said this concerning the last days. He said, scoffers will come and say, oh, they've been saying that for forever. It, Jesus isn't coming back. And he said this, you need to understand that he is and that a day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. We are living in the last days. And I've already uh, uh, kind of established that for you. And I would encourage you, if you've missed uh, any or even all of these messages, you can go to our website uh, and you can watch the video and you can get caught up. I really believe we need to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the churches. We looked in Matthew 24 and 25 where Jesus was uh, uh, answering the questions of the disciples. Jesus had prophesied they're walking through Jerusalem. He had prophesied the destruction of Jerusalem and they got really nervous about that and they began to ask questions. The first one is, when? Everyone say, when? Uh, and uh, Jesus never really answered the question, when? He just said, you need to be ready. Everybody say, you've got to be ready. His real theme there when they began to ask those questions was you need to be ready and prepared for Jesus' return to planet Earth. 
In fact, I would encourage you when you're reading your devotional, you're reading through Scripture, especially in the New Testament, to begin to mark down and, and, and take note of all the places where there's a reference to the return of Jesus Christ to planet Earth. He is coming again. Everyone say, Jesus is coming again. He really is. And so Jesus wanted us to be ready. And I want to ask you today, are you ready for the return of Jesus Christ to planet Earth? Is your family ready? Is your heart ready? Have you given your life to Christ? Have you been born again? Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Are you doing His kingdom business? <coughs> Pardon me. And are you ready for the return of Jesus Christ? I want you to turn and look somebody in the eye and ask them, are you ready for Jesus to come back? <coughs> Jesus wants us to be ready. And so as, as I've recognized Jesus' concern... I've taken on that concern as your pastor, and for the past few weeks, we've talked about a few things. The first one is this. We must or we need a revelation of Jesus. Uh, we looked at John the Revelator in Revelations 1. He was overwhelmed by the presence of God in his life. When Jesus showed up in supernatural fashion, he had a revelation of Jesus, uh, and we've got to have one as well. And so we thought this. We, we embrace this truth. Uh, as John was overwhelmed by Jesus, we, we said this, to not be overwhelmed by the end of days, we must be overwhelmed by the ancient of days. And John the Revelator was overwhelmed by the presence of God, but also by the person of Jesus Christ. He was overwhelmed, and we've got to come into His presence and have a revelation of Jesus in our life like never before. It'll change your life. And then we talked about the need for a revelation of the church. We looked at John the Revelator there when uh, Jesus showed up there in Acts chapter, pardon me, Revelation chapter 1. He's walking in the midst of his churches. He told John to write a letter and he was going to write it and send it to the churches. But he, 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 we see Jesus walking in the midst of his church. And I want you to know this, to prosper in the middle or in the midst of the end of days. We've got to place ourselves where Jesus is. And where is He? He's in the midst of His church. How many of you know He loves His church? And when you read those letters, you'll find not all the churches were good. There were some that were having real issues. But it didn't, it didn't mean that Jesus wasn't in the middle of His church. Jesus is a man who believes. In fact, uh, He told us in Matthew, He said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. How many of you want to be a part of His church that is victorious in these last days? And that's what He's wanting us to accomplish. Then we talked about kind of dovetailing off of that, the revelation of real relationship. Interesting thought about what John the Revelator said when he began to write the letter. He said this, To my brothers and companions in the tribulation. Everyone say brothers and companions. Man, I want to tell you something. This is the thought we came up with in the end of days. It's not position, prestige, or property that will protect and provide righteous relationships with God and the family of God. On the other hand, will. We need one another more than ever before. And in these last days, we cannot afford not to, to embrace the church and embrace righteous relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ and our companions in the ministry. I want to encourage you to go back and look at these lessons and look at these messages and allow them to make a big difference in your life because we're living in the last days and we need to be ready for all that God has for us. And then the la last week we began 
what I call the dynamic duo. Have a revelation of this dynamic duo. I'm not speaking of Batman and Robin. Uh, and so I'm talking about the, when you look to Scripture, you're going to see the dynamic duo. It's, it's called the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Everyone say the Spirit and the Word. I want to tell you, they worked in, in harmony and sync together and, and, and they, they complement each other and they undergird each other and we need both of them in our life. And last week, we looked at the revelation of the Word of God and the importance and the priority of the Word of God in our life. In fact, 2 Timothy chapter 3, you need to go there and look. Paul said to Timothy, in the last days, what kind of times will come? Perilous times will come. Everyone say, perilous times. And when you look at that passage of Scripture, you'll, you'll see he says, so you must continue. Everyone say, must continue. You must continue in the things that you've heard. And then he begins to talk about the Scripture. And it says, all Scripture is given by inspiration from God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. What's he saying? In the last days, we need to be governed and guided by the Word of God. Everybody say the Word of God. So you need to take this Bible seriously. This Bible is to help you and to guide you and lead you through the troubled times, the trauma times, the, the, un, the question marks of life, not just in your own personal life, but in this world that we live in. Everyone say the Word of God. That's the first part of the dynamic duo. Now in the next few moments, I'm going to share with you the revelation of the Spirit of God. And, and I want you to know that we need both of these operating in our life, especially in the days we live in. In fact, the Word of God and the Spirit of God were given to us to be victorious as the church in the last days. Amen? And listen, what you and I have learned, what we need to realize, that the last days are deceptive days as well as difficult days. That's that. Remember what Jesus said? What Matthew 24, they began to ask the questions. He, the first two instructions He gave the, His disciples. He said, listen, you need to understand this. In these days, these last days, take heed that no one deceives you. Everyone say, take heed that no one deceives you. And then He also said this, the next thing, see that you're not troubled. Everybody say, you can't be troubled and you can't be deceived. That's the, that's the word of the Lord from Jesus to his disciples in, the, in these last days. Don't let the, the trouble of the last days trouble you. Trouble is inevitable. We just can't let trouble trouble us. We've got to position ourselves with the understanding that in these deceptive and difficult days, Jesus wants us to be victorious. And the way we're going to be victorious is through the revelation of the word of God and the revelation of the spirit of God in our lives. And everybody love the Lord, say amen. So with all that in mind, here's what we said last week. This is last week and this week's big idea. Everyone say, what's the big idea? The big, I said, everybody say, what's the big idea? Here it is. You're going to have to read it. It's a big, big idea. I want everybody to read it out loud with me. Here we go. The big idea to guard and undergird our lives and families in the midst of these deceptive and difficult days, as well as be able to go into all the world with the gospel, we must be governed and guided by God's holy word and his Holy Spirit in all of our ways and in all of our days. 
Let's read it together. I want you to get this. Here we go. To guard and undergird our lives and our families in the midst of these deceptive and difficult days, as well as be able to go into all the world with the gospel, we must be governed and guided by God's holy word and his Holy Spirit in all of our ways and in all of our days. We need to embrace that truth. And as we look to the second part of this dynamic duo, the Holy Spirit, listen, we've got to live under the influence of the Holy Spirit. In fact, Paul said this in Ephesians 5, 18. He said this, he said, Don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. What's he saying? Be under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Don't be under the influence of the things of this world. Don't let the, 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 the things of this world cause you to be consumed by them and to consume them. He says in these last days, in fact, he said we've got to redeem the time for the days are evil. Everyone say redeem the time. Wow, we're living in evil days. And that's why he said, don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and we've got to embrace that. In fact, Paul said this in Romans 8, verse 5. He said, we've got to live according to the Spirit. Everyone say, according to the Spirit. Our life must be under the influence of the Holy Spirit in all of our days and in all of our ways. Not under the influence of the flesh, not under the influence of our, our own devices, but under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And understand something very clearly. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit marked the beginning of the last days. And without the Holy Spirit, we cannot be victorious and be successful and be holy and righteous without the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. In all of our days and in all of our ways. You see, some people pick and choose, and we need to understand you can't pick and choose. You've got to embrace the Holy Spirit. Let me give you two thoughts about the Holy Spirit and how the church uh, and the Holy Spirit are to work in harmony together. Number one, you need to realize that God has commanded us to receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's not a suggestion. If you go to Acts chapter 1, Jesus commanded them. Everyone say commanded them. He commanded them, the resurrected Christ commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Realize something today. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the responsibility of us is to receive what He's commanded us to receive. He didn't say it's optional. You know, a lot of people look, go to church and they read their Bible like they go to the restaurant, like to the buffet. How many of you love, I love buffets. You like buffets? You know, it's biblical to go to the buffet because Paul said, I buffet my body daily. I mean, you, I think it's right and good, but uh, th that's a different topic. But we look to Scripture kind of like it's the buffet. We pick and choose. And we, oh, I like this. Ooh, I take that joy of the Lord. Oh, man, I like that part that, that uh, talks about prosperity. I'll pick and choose that. Oh, I like that part where the devil has to flee. I'll pick and choose that. And, and, and we, we think that life is like that. But understand something about the Holy Spirit. It's not an option in your life. It's a necessity. You know, when you go buy a car, there are options. You can get some options. And then some of them just come, they got every option on, every bell and whistle. 
you know, that you can think of. They got all, and, but we buy cars and we just, ah, do I want this option. Do I want that option? Listen, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is not optional for you. It's absolutely necessity and, uh, in your life. And Jesus commanded us to be filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit. So we've got to receive what He's called us to receive. In fact, Jesus, the resurrected Christ, in John 20, verse 22, He walks into the room without knocking. He walks in the room without opening the door. All of a sudden, there He is. And, and you know, you, that's where Thomas, the doubting Thomas, went, my Lord and my God. Uh, that's where He walks in and He breathed upon them. His disciples, you know what He said to them? He breathed upon them and He said in a command form, receive the Holy Spirit everyone say receive and as I said a few moments ago it's not about you know just being you know kind of at a it's about reaching out and seizing what God has for you when he said receive the Holy Spirit he was saying to them hey you need to reach out and, re and, and get a hold of this you need to seize this in your life you need to be aggressive when it comes to being filled with the Holy Spirit you can't just kind of sit around twiddling your thumbs and, and doing your own thing and kind of going your own way and, and expect to receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit he said you go to Jerusalem and wait and we see what they did they were praying and seeking God they were in one accord they were all together in one place they were hungry for the things of God they began to reach out to receive and suddenly somebody say suddenly suddenly the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them and you need to understand that God's commanded you he's commanded me to receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit now understand this it is a second autonomous experience from salvation. And here's kind of how it works. Did you know the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin? The Holy Spirit, in a sense, comes when we're lost and without Christ. And He convicts us, and basically the Holy Spirit introduces us to Jesus and shows us the way to be born again. How many of you thank God the Holy Spirit convicted you of sin and you were born again? But the second thing you need to understand is after that, Jesus wants to introduce you to the Holy Spirit. In fact, Jesus said this, or pardon me, John the Baptist says this, I baptize you with water under repentance, but there's coming one who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. We need to be baptized and filled and, 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 and firmly under the influence of the Holy Spirit in our life. Everyone say, receive the Holy Spirit. We've been commanded to receive. Number two, we've been commissioned for ministry by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. He said, go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, and when the Holy Spirit, somebody say, when? Let me tell you something. That's how we need to uh, embrace uh, the Holy Spirit. Not if the Holy Spirit comes. Oh, when the Holy Spirit. Hey, hey, something's happening. Look at your neighbor and say, the Holy Spirit's about to come all over you. Tell somebody. The Holy Spirit's about to come all over you. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you receive power. Somebody say power. Power to do what? Be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. That's why we're here. Amen. We've been commanded to receive. We've been commissioned for ministry. 
under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And when you look in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them, ministry was released, supernatural power, and people began to get born again uh, by the thousands. And the church was born. Peter gets up and says, Remember what Joel said? In the last days, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Listen, you know what? The, you know the problem in America today? You know the problem with teenagers in America today? You know the problem with children in America today? You know the problem with parents in America today? They are not filled with the Holy Ghost. They are walking in the flesh. And our children, and our children's children, our sisters, our brothers, our mothers, our daddies, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We've been commanded to receive. It's not optional, my friend. We've got to live according to the Holy Spirit. We've got to be, be, be filled with the Holy Spirit in our life, in every way, for all of our days, and in all of our ways. We've got to reach out and take a hold of the Word of God, that first part of the dynamic duo. And number two, we need the Spirit of God in our life in a powerful way and receive what He has for us to receive. I'm convinced that if we don't posture ourselves rightly to receive, we will not receive. If we're checking Facebook and, and checking our uh, you know, bank accounts, and all the time consumed with the things of this life, we will never receive what God has for us to receive. We've got to put ourselves in a place to be filled with the Holy Spirit and baptized in the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. God's Holy Spirit, there's so much I could say. Let me hit it to you quickly today. For the Holy Spirit, in the midst of our difficult and deceptive days, the Holy Spirit comforts and corrects. Everyone say he comforts and corrects. Turn over to John chapter 16. Let me, sh- let me show you this in just a second. There's a, there's a lot here. I'll just, I'll just pick a thought for you just about the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. John chapter 16, verse 7 and 8. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This is red. Jesus is talking. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Everyone say the helper. The Greek there is the paraclete. The one brought alongside to help or the comforter. He will come and help you, and He will convict you. He'll correct your life. He'll put you on track. Listen, in the midst of difficult days, we need the comfort and the help of the Holy Spirit like never before. In the midst of deceptive days, we need the correction of God in our life and the correction of the Holy Spirit in our life more than ever before. The Holy Spirit is here to comfort us and correct us in the middle of these difficult and deceptive days. He's not optional. Number two, He guides and graces us in the midst of difficult and deceptive days. In fact, the Scripture teaches us that He guides us into all truth. If you're there in John 16, look down in verse 13. And when He, the Spirit of truth, has come. See, how many of you know God's Word is true? In fact, the Scripture says His Word is truth, right? But now we see the spirit of truth. See how the dynamic duo work in harmony with one another? The dynamic duo, he said, the spirit of truth, when he has come, catch this, he will guide you into all truth. 
And in the midst of deceptive and difficult days, we need, we must have the, the Holy Spirit guiding us in the midst of difficult and deceptive days. Listen, you don't want to be rock, paper, scissors in the midst of difficult and deceptive days. You don't want to be, you know, just kind of, you know, you know, Take, try to pick the right one and just, you know, gamble that you got it right. How many of you know we need the Holy... This, this is not an option. He guides us and He graces us. He guides us into all truth. But then He graces us with His gifts. Did you know they're gifts of the Spirit? Hey, quick... Hey, I got plenty of time. Turn over to 1 Corinthians 12. I got all day, actually. My wife's out of town. Uh, all I got to do is mow the backyard and I'm gone out of here. I'm telling you. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the gifts of the Spirit. Verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For one, given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. Listen, in the midst of difficult and, and, and troublesome and, 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 and deceptive days, we need the Spirit of wisdom. He says, to what? To another, the word of knowledge. I'm telling you, that's, hey, it's just the gifts of the Spirit. He graces us with His gifts. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. Oh my, oh, everybody say, OMG. In these last days, in these difficult days, in these deceptive days, we need the discernment of the Spirit more than ever before in our life. And the Holy Spirit will give us wisdom and insight and, and discernment. And to another, different kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. I'm talking about the power of the Holy Spirit being released in your life to comfort and correct you. To guide you and grace you in the midst of diff difficult and deceptive days. It's not optional, my friend. And then number three, the Holy Spirit in the midst of difficult and deceptive days, He empowers and equips us for ministry in the midst of deceptive and difficult days. And that's where the Acts 1-8, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he re you'll receive power. Somebody say power. Hey, most of you are not old enough to remember, I don't even remember the show, but I remember the tall fellow who used to say, dynamite. Anybody remember that? What was his name? JJ. What was the what was the good time? Somebody say good time. JJ would go dynamite. Well, his dynamite's a little different than my dynamite, but here. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, Acts chapter 1, you'll receive power. Somebody say power. That's supernatural power. The Greek there is dunamis. It's where we get the word. Dynamite. Everybody say dynamite. And what's he saying? It's supernaturally powerful in your life. And, and, and you'll be, you'll receive power to be what? My witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. The uttermost parts of the earth. Let me pause here for a moment. I'm about to the last part. But let me just throw this out as a faith statement. In the next few moments, I want to raise your level of expectation, even for the next few moments, that as we finish this series, the Holy Spirit would come upon you in a supernatural, dynamic kind of way. 
You may have never been filled with baptized in the Holy Spirit. You can be baptized in the Holy Spirit today. You just got to receive. And let me tell you something. If you don't receive, it's not God's fault. He's ready to pour it out. We've just got to position ourselves in a place of faith and hunger and desire like the first century church did. And they began to pray and seek God. And they didn't want to leave. They're not leaving Jerusalem without the Holy Spirit in their life. You may have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but understand something. We need to all daily be filled with the Holy Spirit. I just wanted to raise your level of expectation that I believe in the next few moments as we come to the conclusion of this service that we could all just lift our hearts and our hands and begin to experience a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our life to comfort and correct us, to guide us and grace us, and to empower and equip us for ministry. Amen. That's why, number one, as I said, We must be baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's not optional. You need to be baptized. As I said, uh, John the Baptist said, there's one coming after I. I'm not worthy to uh, lace his shoes. I baptize you with water, but there's one coming after me who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and of fire. Amen. We've got to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You say, well, I think I might have. No, hey, let me tell you something. Uh, How many of you know, if I poured uh, Gatorade all over you today, and I plunged you deep within a whole vat of Gatorade today, would you come out and go, I might have got in the Gatorade. I might, was that Gatorade? I'm, I'm not sure if I really got down in the Gatorade. No, you'd be going, whoa, man. I got it. I got it. Gatorade. I got it. Let me tell you something. If you, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, there's no doubts. There's like, whoo, that is. Hallelujah. Do you see in, in, in Acts chapter 2, when suddenly the Holy Spirit came upon them, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In fact, in their day, there was a forked tongue of fire on their head. Did they walk around going, did we get it yet? Did we get this when we got saved? No. They knew there it is. Everybody say there it is. And if you've never had a there it is in your life, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Baptized. That's why, hey, even if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's why we must daily be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a fresh outpouring. If you, if you looked in Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 2 and 3, the Holy Spirit's poured out and the church is born. Everybody go, hallelujah. Come on, everybody go, hallelujah. Acts chapter 4, persecution hits the fan. Watch this. Acts chapter 1, they're praying for the power. Acts chapter 2, the power of God is poured out. Acts chapter 3, the purpose of God begins to unfold. Acts chapter 4, persecution hits the fan. Acts chapter 4, at the end, they start praying again. And they start praying again. And what happens, it says, and the place where they were, they were meeting together, praying, because of the persecution, because of the difficult and deceptive times, they began to pray, and the Bible says they were all, the place where they were seated, seated were shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak the Word of God with boldness. These are people who had been baptized in the Holy Spirit, who got a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the middle of difficult and deceptive days. Whew. And let me tell you something. 
We need that every day in our lives. In fact, the Scripture says we need to keep on daily being filled with the Holy Spirit in our life. We need to pray in the Spirit. Everybody say pray in the Spirit. They began in Acts 2 to speak the speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And oh no, that's where I'm picking and choosing that. I'm cherry picking there. I don't know if I know about that. Listen carefully. Read Jude. Read the uh, you want to read a whole book of the Bible? Read Jude. It's one chapter. Jude is about false teachers and about the fact that we must, we must uh, stand fast in the faith against the opposition that we are facing. And then he says this, and building yourselves up on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Listen, in the middle of difficult and dark days and deceptive days, we've got a prayer language. We've got, a, we've got an avenue to the Father. Hey, go to Romans chapter 8. Write this down if you like. Romans chapter 8, verse 18 through 26. It's about times of suffering. Everybody say suffering. It's, he's talking about in the midst of difficult and deceptive days. He said this, and he goes down to verse 28. And we don't know how to pray as we ought. What's the context? Times of suffering, times of trouble, times of trauma, times of question marks in life. We don't even know how to pray anymore. I look at the news today, and I go, I don't even know how to pray about that. I don't even know what to do about that. OMG, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do. I don't know how to pray as I ought. But Paul said the Spirit prays through me with groanings too deep for words. And I began to build myself up. And I began to make an eternal difference by praying in the Spirit. We need to pray in the Spirit. Paul the Apostle said, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. Whew. We need that in our life. We've got to pray in the Spirit. These are difficult and deceptive days. We need to be baptized in the Spirit. We need to be filled with the Spirit. We need to pray in the Spirit. In fact, Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 14. He said, you can sing in the Spirit. I'm telling you, we need to. He said, you pray in the Spirit, you sing. I'm going to sing with the understanding, and I'm going to sing with the Spirit. I'm going to pray with my understanding, and I'm going to pray uh, uh, in the Spirit. And I'm going to sing in the Spirit. Listen, you want a breakthrough in your life? Get your prayer language going. And you began to sing a new song to the Lord. And just began to let the Spirit of God pour out of you and stir up the Spirit of faith in your heart and in your life. Listen, we've got to do this. This is not optional. We need the outpouring of the Spirit of God in our life. And as Paul told the Galatians, we need to walk in the Spirit. He said, don't walk in the flesh. For the lust of the flesh, you've got to get in the Spirit. Begin to walk. And as Romans said, living, walking according to the Spirit of God. This is not optional, people. And even right now with no musicians. Hey, did they, did they strike up the band in Pentecost? No, they just started praying. I want us to stand together. I want us to lift our hearts together. And let's begin to receive. I want you to just begin. Some of you just began to receive. Right now, I believe the Holy Spirit is available to us if we'll just receive what He has for us to receive. Some of you have been wondering why you, you, you're still sick and tired. And now, hey, you got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired and realize the Holy Ghost, 
wants to fill me. The Holy Spirit wants to baptize me. Jesus will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Father, today we open up our hearts and our hands and we ask you, Lord God, for more of you. We ask you for the Holy Spirit in our lives today. We ask you to pour out upon us today the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. Lord, we want to receive today. We just stand here and as you told the disciples, Lord, we're just waiting for a little bit. Lord, we got, hey, we got four or five minutes here. We're just going to wait just a little bit and let you have your way in our life. And I want you right now to begin to reach out and get serious with, the, with God. Say, Lord, I need your Holy Spirit in my life. I want to be aggressive about receiving what you have for me today in the midst of these de- deceptive and difficult days. Lord, we need you in our life. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way in our life today. Thank you, Jesus, for your Spirit in our midst today. We bless you and we praise you. We lift our hearts toward you. I want you to begin to call out to God and say, Holy Spirit, fill me afresh and anew. Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. Show yourself mighty. Hey, if, you, if you've got a prayer language, begin to pray in the Spirit. And just begin to release the presence of God. You can sing in the Spirit with the understanding also. We need the Holy Spirit in our life more than ever before. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We receive you, Lord. We receive you, Jesus. Just reach out, put your hand on one another's shoulder and say, Lord, let the Holy Ghost come upon us today. Let the Holy Spirit come upon us today. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody just needs to let go right now. You've resisted. Just let go. Say, Lord, I want all you have for me today. Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. Baptize us in the Holy Spirit. For those, Lord, who have never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I pray today. And, Lord, even as Jesus said, not many days from now, if it's not today, tomorrow, the next day, Lord, baptize us in the Holy Ghost. Baptize your people in the Holy Spirit. Lord, we must have. We're commanded to receive what you've called us to receive today. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your holy name. We worship you today. Hallelujah, have your way. Hallelujah, have your way. Lord, we love you today. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. I give you glory, Lord. I love you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, I love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sing with me, church. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. Sing, Lord, I love you. And Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. And Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. We receive today the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Hallelujah. Here's what I want you to do this week. Every morning I want you to get up and hunger after the things of God. Begin to lift your hands and lift your hearts. Say, Holy Spirit, come upon me mightily. You know, just a couple of Sundays. Next Sunday is next Sunday Mother's Day. Next Sunday's Mother's Day. But the Sunday after that, if I, if I have my days right, is Pentecost Sunday. And let me just say, hey, between now and Pentecost Sunday, everybody in this room needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Walking in. Hey, in all of our days and in all of our ways, under the governance and guidance of the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Everybody said amen. Woo, let's give the Lord some glory this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, God bless you today. Thank you for being here. Our, our, our young people are upstairs. They'll be dismissed in a few moments. If you're here today and you need prayer for anything, I see Josh and Laura right here. I see Jim and Trish right here. They'll be happy to pray with you. If you're searching for a church home today, uh, hey, we'd love to have you. Uh, you just come. Instead of going that way, come this way. Just say, hey, we believe God is adding us to Church on the Rock North. God bless you today. Have a great day. And we will see you Wednesday night in our growth groups and next Sunday on Mother's Day. God bless. Have a great day.